Hi, this is Tom Wilson. Caps fans, don't forget to catch the Caps This Morning podcast every weekday on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Capitals wrap up the month of October tonight. T.J. Oshie out week to week with a lower body injury. And head coach Peter Laviolette and Tark El-Bashir from The Athletic will join us. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, October 29th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Capitals and the Arizona Coyotes tonight to conclude not only a two-game homestand, but the October schedule. Washington still without a regulation loss entering play tonight, looking for win number five on the season alongside three overtime losses. Some rather seismic news after an optional practice yesterday afternoon at MedStar Capitals Iceplex as the team announced that TJ Oshie out week to week with a lower body injury. Oshie blocked a Danny DeKaiser shot in the third period Wednesday against Detroit, finished the game, but was not on the ice for the skate yesterday. The team then announced the news afterward. Tark El-Bashir from The Athletic reporting that Oshie was seen wearing a walking boot and on crutches, suggesting this might be a while for number 77. Ahead of the skate yesterday, Nick Backstrom skated on his own. Tark will join us later on in the show to talk more about that, but it seems the Capitals are going to be without TJ Oshie for a significant amount of time. Before practice yesterday, I had a chance to sit down with head coach Peter Laviolette talking about the importance of Nick Dowd, the development of Connor McMichael, the top line, and his overall view of the first month of the season. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here this morning. I wanted to ask you about Nick Dowd. He misses the game in Ottawa and kind of gave me a moment to reflect on where he's come in two years from a guy that was a cast-off from L.A. and Vancouver and how important he's become around here, especially in the face-off dot, but defensively when he's not in there, you certainly notice it. Where has he come from maybe when he first got to this organization to where he is right now? Well, I can only speak to the one to where he is right now. Um, I wasn't here when he first came to the organization like – for me, he's been a guy that's been extremely valuable. That line has been incredibly valuable. You know, they get tough zone starts against tough opponents, and they're able to handle that responsibility to get us out of the defensive zone and into the offensive zone. And pretty consistently since from the time that I've been here, they're a line that I count on for a lot of different reasons, and they've done really well in those situations. And so when a guy like that comes out of the lineup, and now you're missing a penalty killer, you're missing a big, strong centerman, you're missing a face-off guy, you're missing somebody to handle defensive zone starts against other teams' best opponents, you realize that you're really missing something. And so it was good that it was just short-term that he was out of the lineup. It certainly is good to get him back in there. Connor McMichael with an opportunity to show you what he can do, even getting elevated a little bit in the lineup. And he's been so close to getting that first one. And you just, at least in the broadcast booth, we feel like we've been talking about it for the last two or three games where he's present and getting opportunities and playing with that size and just is noticeable out there. What have you seen with Connor here through the last couple of games as he maybe elevates his game a little bit? I think he has. I think he's learning. Um, I think he probably gets a little bit more comfortable with every game that he plays. You know, he's playing with good players. TJ Oshie's been with them for the majority of it. And I think that that's a good person to have there. He's a real smart, uh, TJ's a real smart player that can help somebody become a better player. 
That line has been a real positive influence on the ice. They're generating a lot of chances. You know, they scored some goals up in Ottawa. Osh had a big night up in Ottawa. But the work has been there as well. Like, the, even if it's not resulting in goals, they're doing a good job defensively and they're playing in the offensive zone and they're generating. So I think as he plays more, the confidence grows more and more. And that's what you're starting to see on the ice right now. Power play with a couple of goals on Wednesday, and Evgeny Kuznetsov gets one of them. How much more of an emphasis this year has it always been there? The shoot-first mentality from the circle there, where you, when you've got Alex on one side and giving the goalie something else to think about, it just seems like Evgeny, I mean, we've said, really talked a lot about the positives with him, but with the power play especially, it seems he's letting it fly and giving the other team something to think about whenever you guys have the power play. I think that's when it becomes more dangerous, when you establish a shot off of both sides, and so obviously we've got the one big shot with Alex but you know it has to be more than just passing on the other side of the ice and so the opportunity for John to shoot putts or for Kuzi to shoot pucks I think is really important and then that puts the puck in play and it breaks down defenses from there so he's obviously off to a great start he's been really good on the power play but five on five he's been excellent as well so he's got a good start to his season. The eye test for the top line and of course Ovechkin and Kuznetsov but for Tom Wilson who leads the team in assists and it just seems like the chemistry amongst the three of them and Tom He's so close to getting that goal on Wednesday as well. But I feel like with all the talk sometimes about Alex and Kuzi to start the year, Tom Wilson maybe overshadowed a little bit, but really shouldn't be the case at all because he's been right there amongst them. He has. I mean, he's off to a good start. Uh, He provides a lot of work and a lot of physicality, a lot of net front presence. And, you know, he he does the heavy lifting oftentimes on that line where the other two are allowed to play their game. One's a goal scorer, one's a playmaker. I feel like you need a different element out there with that line. And you're right, so far this season it's produced positive results. The three of them played really well together. Tom hasn't scored, but he's had lots of chances. Had a chance to win the game against Detroit with three minutes to go. He came in on a great pass from Ovi, and that's his chance to win it. Those will eventually drop for him. Um, The important thing is that he's getting the chances, and somebody who's proven to put up points like he has and score goals like he has, you know, it's just a matter of time. Last one for you, just the big picture month of October, uh, the team going into the game with Arizona tonight, and without a regulation loss, a lot of D-zone structure. The D's been jumping up. We've talked about the offense. How do you feel about this team with just about one month down in the regular season? I think it's been good. You know, if I'm being positive, I feel like we could have all wins. You know, I feel like we've, even the games that we lost in overtime, I feel like we played well enough to win. And so you're sad about the three points that you let get away. If I want to look at the glass half empty, I sit there and know that there's things that we can definitely do better. And so whether it's eliminating some of the big defensive zone mistakes, even though there's not a lot of quantity, there's been some quality in there. Eliminate some of those or uh, maybe just a tad sharper on the power play or offensively not you know not having a little bit more traffic in front of the net there's certain things that you think when you you work with the team the next day that you're harping on I know that we can be a little bit better so we're in a good spot I feel just because we put some points on the board you know we've done it through you know you take a guy like Nick out of the lineup Nick Backstrom and that's tough and so we've been able to handle that and get through that and so we're in a good spot but I still feel like there's room for us to be better. Coach we appreciate you taking the time good luck with Arizona tonight. Okay thank you. From the coach's office to along the glass at practice yesterday, always a good time to chat about the state of the team with Tarek El-Bashir. We discuss non-Oshi news, including the goalie rotation. Will Hendricks let Pierre hang around? And what grade does he give the Caps for the month of October? 
Well, Tark, as the month of October comes to a close, November on the horizon, and we've been thinking for weeks that Nick Backstrom, if he's going to be ready to go when he is eligible to come off LTIR, need to see some progress. Here this morning at MedStar Capitals Iceplex, out on the ice with strength and conditioning coach Mark Nemishin, maybe a good sign. It is a good sign. Anytime you see a player that's working his way back from a serious injury or rehab, and he's now in full pads and he's out there doing what we call Camp Nemo, you know they're starting to ramp up a little bit. Look, he's eligible to come off of LTI long-term injury on November 6th. We're now October 28th. I still think it'd be a bit of a stretch for him to be ready to come off at that moment, but the fact that he is, he's gone from track suit skating to in his full pads shows signs of, of progress and, and of starting to get to the point where the next step is going to be to see him on the ice with his teammates, getting jostled a little bit, getting bumped a little bit. He's going to start with that powder blue sweater that we've seen, you know, which is no contact, but you still get bumped. And so that's the next step in his progression. Once he gets onto the ice for a morning skate or a practice with his teammates, then you can start asking Peter Laviolette about, okay, when do you think you're going to see him? Still probably a little bit down the road and maybe a subject, although different, but still tied to it. The clock is ticking on Hendricks LaPierre as we come into the Arizona game. The team now leaving for Florida when that one is done. And in the midst of all of that, you've gotten to your nine games. So a decision need to be made on whether or not this team is going to burn that first year of the entry-level contract or not. I'm of the mind that it's going to be real difficult for him to stay around here through little fault of his own at 19 years old. And with Backstrom coming back sooner, we hope, rather than later, it's going to be tough for him to be here too much longer, I would think. You know, if you were to ask Coach Laviolette, he probably is not going to give you a whole lot of details about what the plan is. There's a plan in place. And I learned a long time ago when dealing with pro teams don't listen to what they say look at how much someone's playing and he's not getting a ton of ice time right now I, I thought he looked pretty good the past couple of games in limited ice time but the fact that he's getting eight nine minutes when, once you're below 10 minutes I think the writing's on the wall that they are going to return him to junior which I think is fine. I, I mean, look, he's a, he's a 19-year-old kid. He came up and scored a goal in his first game. This has been an amazing experience for him. You pat him on the shoulder. You say, great job. Go back down to the queue. And, and look, put up 150 points. We'll see you in training camp next year. One thing that I, I have learned from talking to people in the game and even in the organization is fans and media are more hung up on the nine-game thing and burning the first year of an entry level than managers are. Managers are so tightly focused on getting through the next game and getting through the next week and getting through the next month. I mean, if you burn an entry level, the first year of his entry level, so be it. If you need to do it, they will do it. But it brings you back to you look at the way he's being used and how much he's playing. And you almost have to wonder if, let's say Nick is out another two weeks, three weeks. Does it make more sense to bring in a Michael Scarbosa or someone who can trust to win a faceoff, you can trust in your D zone, who can get 13, 14 minutes and take some of the pressure off of the guys who are getting those expanded minutes? Because remember, if someone in the lineup is playing eight minutes, someone else is getting more minutes. And the player probably likes it, but when you look at the big picture, you're wearing someone down. And this is an older team, and you got to be conscious of managing minutes. Month of October coming to a close. There have not been any back-to-backs. We have seen both goaltenders play. Vitek Vanacek slightly more. 
now that we're getting into the month of November after the Arizona game, there are going to be back-to-backs. There's a lot of tough travel. There's California coming up. You're obviously going to need both of them. But where are we in terms of what do we think about the goaltending rotation and these guys specifically, Vanacek and Samsonov, just about a month gone now? Well, it feels to me like Vanacek is the 1A and Samsonov is the 1B now. I'm not ready to say Samsonov is the backup. That's not the plan. That's not what the Capitals want. They want him to eventually be the 1A. Vanacek was the better player in training camp. He's been the better player through the first couple of weeks through of the regular season. And therefore, I think he's earned the opportunity to get more games. I do think that they want to work Samsonov in. You're not going to see a situation where Vanacek is starting in back-to-back games or they're starting to load up the minutes. I tend to believe Coach Laviolette and GM Brian McClellan when they say they firmly believe it's going to take two goaltenders to get through this year. If you had asked me a month ago, before we saw who started opening night, I probably would have said Sam Sonoff 60-40 over Vanacek. Now I'm kind of leaning maybe the other way. But it's a long season, and guys are going to struggle, and guys are going to get worn down. I think Vanacek's played very well. Still, there are things, and I know I'm nitpicking, and people have always said I'm hard on goalies, and, and maybe that's true, but there's still things that... I want to see him do better and clean up. Some of the rebound control pucks off his chest. He kind of bounces them back into play, back into the slot, handling the puck behind the net. Rebound control in general. I feel like every game, there's that. There's one goal where you're like, ah, Andre Vasilevsky stops that. You know, an elite goaltender stops that. I think he's improving. He's progressing towards that. I'm going to be watching him very closely to see if he can, how high he can raise his ceiling. I think he's raised his floor considerably over the last year. I want to see how high Vanacek can raise his ceiling. And you know what? And when he, he's putting pressure on Samsonov. Samsonov's got to get to work. If he wants to play, he's got to get to work. And I think long term, that's a good thing. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, last thing for you here overall, the month of October, let's call this the grading system for what has been a month that up until going into the Arizona game and the Desert Dogs, not exactly the most talented <laughs> roster in the NHL. The Caps trying to finish up strong here. But if indeed they beat Arizona, you don't lose in regulation in the month and you go into November that way, what's your grade overall of this team through the first month of the season? It's a solid B, maybe B+. plus. You'd like to see them maybe have picked up a win against Detroit as opposed to giving away a point in overtime that said if you do beat arizona 5-0-3 right you know coming out of the opening month with a team where you're putting together your blue line a little bit and you still got two young goalies that are figuring things out i think the capitals should, should be overall pleased with where their game is and when you look at the metro division no one's losing i mean like it's a good thing they got off to that strong start as the old adage goes you can't make the playoffs in october but you can miss them in october right you can dig yourself a hole that you can't get out of and they they haven't done that i'm not willing to pencil in a w for arizona arizona's got a they're not good They're, they're, they're not good no way to sugarcoat that but the Capitals over the last few years have, have, have shown a stunning ability to play down to the level of competition and to push back with the amount of force they're being, you know, they're being shown. So I, I hope, I hate the word trap, the trap words trap game, but it kind of feels like one of those. I hope they come to play because when I look at the monthly schedule, I, you know, I, I kind of pencil in wins and losses. I thought they would have beat Detroit, and I, I kind of pencil in a, a W against Arizona. So you get three out of four points out of these two games, okay. But you, you can't give away one or, you know, God forbid, lose the game. Appreciate Tarek joining us as the Caps taking the ice tonight for the final time in October. A beastly November awaits starting Monday. 15 games in total. 
Ten of those are going to be on the road, two of them in the state of Florida, three of them in California, and one in Seattle just for openers. But as Coach Laviolette said earlier, the team has put themselves in a good spot with a strong first month of the season. It's the Capitals and the Arizona Coyotes tonight at 7 o'clock, 6.45 network airtime on 106.7 The Fan. 4 o'clock is the start of Caps game day here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben Raby has you covered there. In the meantime, have a great Friday and have a great weekend, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.